Star Wars 7x7, episode 391. Today, the back half of our discussion of Star Wars and history. This time, we're focusing on the prequel trilogy. Punch it, Chewie. It's rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedi. Seven minutes a day, seven days a week. Join Alan Voivod for today's Star Wars 7x7 podcast. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and that was a lot of fun <laughs> yesterday, at least if I do say so myself, looking at the historical events that influenced the original trilogy of Star Wars. Now, there are a lot of conversations that happen around the mythology, and I gotta say, I haven't heard a lot of mythological talk in regard to the prequel trilogy. Of course, it's been there for years and years about the original trilogy, but I cannot really recall any strident conversations or really deep philosophical insights about mythology and, um, or actually, I guess, mythological ties to the prequel trilogy movies. So you could make the case, of course, that Anakin, at least in The Phantom Menace, has some sort of hero's journey, if you will, but there's not anything particularly like that for the other two movies, per se, at least not in Anakin's terms, since he is the main character of it, and you would think that the hero's journey would end up with something good naturally. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith obviously does not end up in something good. That doesn't necessarily mean it can't be a hero's journey. It just means that it's going to look a lot different because it results in an evil type of situation. But yeah, um, not really there. And I guess if you want to bring up the ring theory and its crazy interweaving story of how the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy all play together, well, you can certainly do that, but it doesn't really mean that the prequel trilogy actually draws from mythological tenets or surprises or implications or anything like that. But what it does do is draw from history. And as I had mentioned yesterday, I, I had been operating under the impression that, say, Revenge of the Sith in specific had been drawing from for example, the Iraq War and George W. Bush's administration. But this is not the case at all, and in fact, it's not the case all the way then going back to Attack of the Clones and the Phantom Menace. Of course, just historically, it couldn't have been <laughs> because uh, Bush wasn't even in office in 1999 when Phantom Menace came out. And uh, yeah, all of the stuff that happened around the World Trade Center happened uh, while Attack of the Clones was being finished. So... Yeah, no, it's not that. It turns out that it has historical parallels to the British East India Company. And if that means very little to you, well then, <laughs> join the club because it actually meant very little to me as well originally. The only place that I can really remember any encountering uh, with the British East India Company is in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, which I just rewatched. Uh, actually, I should say I rewatched the first one and saw the second one with our kids and... Uh, yeah, for some reason, I, I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't get the appeal of those two movies. I mean, Johnny Depp is fun, but otherwise, yeah, they didn't work for me. But that's a, uh, a digression I will take. The British East India Company, and there's a Dutch East India Company as well. Not to put too fine a point on it, but basically it's the Trade Federation from the Phantom Menace. It was overseeing much of the world's trade in the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, but then it kind of grew, I guess you would say, out of control. Um, according to Wikipedia, it says the company eventually came to rule large areas of India with its own private armies, exercising military power and assuming administrative functions. So yes, that's pretty much what we've got with the Trade Federation to start. 
And then as the banking clan and the techno union and other outfits join in, it becomes this whole separatist movement. Now, you could read this as an anti-capitalist screed, but I think you would be wrong in that sense. I think it is more of a screed against crony capitalism. And for those of you unfamiliar with the term, well, heck, I had a sense of it and went and looked it up just to be sure. But it's the idea that success in business and politics and whatnot, so I guess crony politics is what it would be, depends on the closeness of your relationships to other people, other more powerful and influential people, rather than um, just the honest labor of your work. Uh, According to the inestimable Wikipedia again, it may be exhibited by favorism in the distribution of legal permits, government grants, special tax breaks, or other forms. uh, forms of state interventionism. Sounds like pretty serious and heady stuff, doesn't it? (laughs) And also potentially, you know, a lot to slog through if you're looking for a decent movie experience, a little bit more swashbuckling and lighthearted. Yeah, this is not it by any stretch of the imagination. But then the story that Lucas is trying to tell is a rather complex one. And You know, how do you tell a story where somebody manipulates an entire galaxy over the course of 20 years? I mean, you've got similar parallels being demonstrated by the book Star Wars and History that we were talking about yesterday, including something called the Knight of the Long Knives, which was a series of knights where the political opposition to Adolf Hitler was systematically killed across four knights, just as the Jedi were eliminated via Order 66. So... This raises some interesting implications, I think, for our sequel trilogy, and that is where we are going to bring this discussion to for tomorrow's podcast. Ah, but let's not forget a trivia question for you. And what precisely am I supposed to know? Last time we asked what Cloud City industrial process carries a lethal risk if used on a human being. That is, of course, carbon freezing. Today's question, what is the first alien species seen in Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you execute Order 66, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful to you if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not the downfall of the Republic, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!